Hey y'all, get under the covers and get comfortable because we're about to get intimate. No, not that kind of intimate, but close. Did you know that three of the most intimate conversations we can have are sex, mental health, and finances? Probably didn't expect that last one, did you? Financial challenges are actually one of the leading causes of divorce and stress today. A big reason? We don't talk about it. At least not thoroughly, anyhow. That's where I come in. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Marie, a certified wealth coach, best-selling author, and the creator of Bedroom Talks. Get Financially Intimate a podcast focused on bringing awareness to the importance of financial intimacy and enticing openness to get real in a judgment-free zone. Together, we're going to cover a multitude of financial topics so you can leap toward financial freedom with confidence. Are you ready? Grab your wine or whatever drink you prefer and let's unrobe this topic. Well, hello. And welcome back to another episode of Bedroom Talks, where we get financially intimate and discuss all things related to personal finance and relationships. Relationships as far as marriage, serious relationships between couples, and even your relationship with yourself. In this episode, we are going to discuss the current state of the economy, including the recent news of some of the bank failures in the U.S. If you haven't been following the news or hadn't seen it, uh, there are a few banks that essentially had to be bailed out within the last week. And there's a lot of discussion in the financial world about that. And I know that it can be a little bit daunting and confusing and people have been wondering, what do I do and how does this affect me? So I'm gonna talk a little bit about how to manage or what to do in a situation such as this. How do you proceed forward and make sure that you're still okay, but also how you prepare ahead of time for something like this to happen, okay? So the recent economic downturn has been difficult for many of us. And the news of the banks failing can definitely be concerning or even worrying for some people. It's important to remember that we have the power to take control of our own finances and make informed decisions that will help us to weather any financial storm. Okay? You have power. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it. And I want you to know and be encouraged that you have the power to do research, to educate yourself, to understand and make decisions 
based off of that understanding. Okay. One of the most important things that we can do is to stay informed. I know that sometimes it can be a bit daunting to watch the news. And I'm not suggesting that you are on it all day long. What I'm suggesting is to maybe check in at least once a day on the top three issues going on in your region and nationally. Just be aware. And if it's something that you're like, hmm, I might want to look more into this, then you can do that further research. It is vital to keep up with the latest news and the trends in the economy so that we can make those informed decisions about our own finances. One of the things that you can do is to take a look at the current economic data following financial news outlets and seeking expert advice when needed. Those are all helpful planning tools, some of which don't require you to talk to anybody. <laughs> you just do some searching. Another key to financial resilience is to build a strong emergency fund. I think I talk about this almost every single episode, and it's because it is so critical to have an emergency fund. Some of you are going to take a little while to build up a sufficient emergency fund for you, and that's okay. The goal is to start it and to start moving forward in building that, okay? So what does that look like? It means setting aside a portion of your income each month to cover unexpected expenses such as medical bills, car repairs, or job loss. Ideally, we should aim for about three to six months worth of living expenses, okay? Living expenses essentially means your mortgage, your utilities, food, transportation, insurance, the things that you need to essentially get by. It doesn't necessarily mean cable. It doesn't mean the subscription services. It doesn't mean the children's activities. Okay? Doesn't mean Starbucks. And I'm not saying that those things are bad. I'm saying when it comes to your emergency fund and figuring out how much to put towards your emergency fund, you calculate starting with your four walls, okay? Four walls is food, utilities, shelter, and transportation, okay? Calculate those four walls, your shelter includes your mortgage or rent and homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance. Your transportation includes your uh, fuel for your vehicle or vehicles and your auto insurance, okay? Utilities is water, sewer, um, your electricity, 
And if you have uh, specific, your, your type of home has gas versus electric fuel, then you want to factor that in as well, okay? And then figure out how much it is for six months. And that is the goal, three to six months, excuse me. That is the goal for your basic emergency fund. Now, you can continue to add on to that. It's okay to do that, but that is the worst case scenario. Something major happens. How am I going to make it on the basics for the next three to six months? Okay. It's also important to be mindful of our spending habits during economic times. Okay. This means tracking your expenses, creating a budget, and prioritizing on spending on the things that matter most to us, all right? We can also consider ways to increase our income, such as taking on a side hustle or pursuing a new career opportunity. Little bit of a shameless plug here, if you're looking for a side hustle with some flexible hours, reach out to me. Find me on social media at dr.michellemarie, or you can email me at hello at drmichellemarie.com, and I've got a couple opportunities for you. Okay. So, spending habits. Let's talk about that for a minute. Let's think about, do you have a budget line item? for your spending, for yourself and for your spouse if you have one, even for your kids. If you don't, it might be a good idea to, not even that I can say it might be, it will be a good idea to give yourself that. It's okay to spend money, especially when you have it. Creating a line item to say, this is how much I'm going, I'm comfortable with spending each month on myself or how much, you know, my spouse is comfortable spending on himself or how much we're comfortable spending on the kids each month. It helps you to stay within those parameters and not live above your means, which also allows you to save, invest, and pay off debt more quickly. Okay? So take a look at what you have going on. Are there any subscription services or something that you're paying for monthly that you can decrease or eliminate for a time period so that you can prioritize other areas of your life. Are there things that every once in a while pop up and you get the urge to spend money on it and without thinking you just go ahead and buy it such as something on Amazon or something some ad you see on social media or anything of that nature. Building in good uh, spending habits is critical to planning for an economic crisis, which is bound to happen at any time in our lives, but also especially if you're in the middle of one and you're trying to be super mindful of what you're doing. The spending habits can be such a big, big part of either going in the right direction or not so much going in the right direction. Okay, so one rule of thumb that I have is first and foremost, decide for yourself how much are you willing to spend without question? 
depending on your budget, it might be even more than that, without question, okay? And this really should factor into how much is your, how much you're kind of allowing yourself for the month to just spend. Now, if there is something that is over that amount, you give yourself 24 to 48 hours before you make that purchase, okay? In that 24 to 48 hours, here's what's happening. If you listen to any finance experts, excuse me, fitness experts, you will kind of hear similar things, okay? The urge to spend is the same thing as the urge to eat. When we get that urge that, ooh, I just got a craving for such and such, okay? That's same process, that same craving, that same uh, thing that's going on inside of us is the exact same trigger as it is when it comes to spending cravings. Okay? You see something, you hear about something, or you think about something, and it makes you go, ooh, I want that. It's essentially the dopamine effect. Okay, it is the same exact thing as with food. So in this 24 to 48 hour period while we're waiting, right? You're not telling yourself no, you're just telling yourself, hold on, hold on, let me process this, okay? What you're doing is you're diminishing that craving to spend, okay? Now, don't get me wrong. There are times when we hear about something or we think about something and we're like, we really need to do this or I really, really want to do this, okay? And it's not just a craving. Those things will not so much go away. What will happen is you're processing the why behind it, okay? This is what you wanna do during that period. You want to ask yourself a couple of questions. Do I need this or do I want this? If I need it, do I have the money to buy it outright right now? Or do I need to save for it? And how long will that take? How long can I go without? Okay, this helps you to avoid just swiping that credit card. All right? If you want it, same thing. Do I have the cash for it right now? Or do I need to save for it? And how long do I need to save for for? How long am I willing to wait so that I can pay cash for it and not pay any interest? And then you feel more satisfied. You have less buyer's remorse. And overall, you're just happier because you made a good, sound financial decision. And the more that you do that, the more that you do this practice of the waiting 24 to 48 hours, the happier you're going to be with your decisions and you're going to see yourself spending less on things that you realize maybe I didn't really need that okay and again it doesn't mean it's wrong to spend money you might even realize you know what I really want this I've been thinking about I'm going to use this example I have a tv in my living room it's the only tv in the house and I've had this tv 
since July of 2009. I want a new TV. I don't need a new TV. It works perfectly fine. It's, I've got absolutely no issues with this TV. But I want a new TV. So one of the things that I'm saving up for is a new TV. I don't need it right now, so I'm not, I don't have that urge anymore to just go get it. It's just something I'm saving up for because it'll be nice to have something that's a little bit bigger and more of the modern, like smart TV concept. Okay. So that's just a simple example. Now, before we continue, I want to share some really exciting news. If you've been following me for a little while, you know that last month I did a Replenish Your Credit workshop virtually. And what I want to tell you is that we're doing another one. The new dates have been announced. It's happening April 12th and 13th from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. This workshop is designed to help you take control of your credit, repair any damage, and build a solid financial foundation. So if you're tired of struggling with your credit and you want to learn the expert tips to repairing your credit on your own, mark your calendars and join us for this transformative experience. Head to the link in the show notes to reserve your spot today. And if I didn't mention it, it's free. Okay? Now back to the topic at hand. Most importantly, most importantly, during times of uncertainty, it can be so beneficial to lean on our faith for guidance and comfort. As Proverbs 22 and 7 says, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. By taking control of your finances and being a good steward of the resources you've been given, you can live a more abundant life and honor God with your wealth. As we navigate this challenging time, let's remember that we are not alone. We can support each other and seek out expert advice when needed and take practical steps to protect our financial well-being. To close, I'm going to leave you with this quote from Warren Buffett. Be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. By staying calm, informed, and proactive, we can make wise financial decisions that help us thrive, even in the toughest of times. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bedroom Talks, Get Financially Intimate. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. And we'll see you next time.